you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It's Wednesday, September 14th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson, who is joined today by the one-man three-ring circus, Willie McGinnis. Some random sound, please, to prove you are actually here. I am here. <laughs> the laugh belongs to Mike Rob. He is here as well. Okay, good stuff. We will be joined a little later on by Bears safety Eddie Jackson, who is still drying off after Sunday's win over the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers said last year he owns the Bears. Something tells me we will ask Mr. Jackson about that, likely about Justin Fields, too. We will be joined by Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, who has a warning for the GOAT. We asked Willie McGinnis to pick five defensive players to watch this week. He picked six. He's a notorious overachiever and quite possibly a show-off. In a scheduled pick six, we will also predict winners and scores of six fascinating week two matchups. But first, three teams you didn't expect to struggle, three questions you didn't expect to hear. Question number one, Willie McGinnis. Yes. Is Cooper Rush precisely what the Dallas Cowboys, wait for it, need? Mm, need. Need is a, is a very important word at this point in the Dallas Cowboys uh, where they are. And I would say no. I think they need more than Cooper Rush. I think they need a quarterback that can carry this team and do what they need to do offensively. But he isn't what Dak is when he's healthy and when Dak's playing well. They also need other things outside of the quarterback play. They need to be more disciplined. They need to stop having penalties. They need to get more physical in the trenches. They need to be able to stop the run. They need to be better, um, excuse me, they need to uh, play better adjustment football and make adjustments in game, halftime. I can go on and on and on. So, so you're saying they need a new coach? No, I'm just saying when you look at. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. No, I'm, I'm saying this, it's early. And a lot of these issues that we are seeing with the Dallas Cowboys are issues. We saw last year. So what do you do if you're a good team, you're consistent, and you pretty much got everybody coming back? You work on the fundamentals and the little things to get better, right? So I'll repeat. You're saying they need a new coach. (laughs) I'm just listening to you, bro. I'm just hearing what you're saying. You basically said same team returning, and the product looks terrible. It's undisciplined this year. It was undisciplined last year. Now your quarterback's hurt. I'm just saying. I'm just reading between the lines. Yeah, but I don't want want this to be overreaction. (laughs) It's, It's only been one week. I got you. Okay, so there's a lot of teams that we saw come out and didn't look the way we thought they would look week one. Okay, we understand that. We, we both played. We know there's going to be some rust and some things that's a little off. But what I'm saying is you can't continue to make the same mistakes and consider yourself a Super Bowl contender, which is the only word that's come out of Dallas for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You can't have self-inflicted wounds that's going to cause you to lose football games. Well, I'm going to continue to read the tea leaves and just agree with you and say they're going to probably need a new coach here coming up, mm. um, just simply because you talked about that undisciplined play. It has followed over into the preseason. And we talked about it. All the national media talked about it. And guess what? It followed over into the regular season. It ain't gone away. 
And we're all talking about it. The question was, is Cooper Rush exactly what this team needs right now? I'm going to say yes, because maybe it will force the coaching staff and the play callers to say, huh, let's just hand the football off. Let's just make sure that these big offensive linemen that we've been drafting for, it seems like, 20 years, that we've built the cachet in, with offensive linemen, let's just lean on them for a little bit. Let's, since we don't have the same guys on the outside because um, – uh, Amari Cooper, Cooper's in, in uh, with Cedric the Cleveland Wilson and Cedric, Cedric Wilson is gone. All those guys are gone. Maybe we need to create a situation where we can create one-on-ones on the outside and force more guys to the box. That's why I'm going to say Cooper Rush is probably the best thing for the Cowboys right now because maybe they won't call those plays downfield. But, but I did hear earlier this week uh, Coach McCarthy talk about what's needed in this offense. And he said this offense needs more explosion. He says this offense needs to continue to throw the ball. Right, that that doesn't sound like the running game. It don't sound like the never, running game. But, Mike, if you've watched the history of Mike McCarthy since he's coached, he's never been a run-first type of guy. He's always been a three-by-one, throw the ball, use the run sparingly to create a little bit of balance to throw you off. But he really wants to throw the ball. And I get it. Like, if, if, if bringing in Cooper Rush forces you to run the ball, then that's saying to me that, offensively, um, that's a problem. Because now you got, you got CeeDee Lamb on the outside. You got Michael Gallup that's coming back. You got guys, you got Pollard that you can use on the outside if you use him that way. Like most teams use their back that can catch out of the backfield. But if that's not what you want to do, and that's, not, that's what we've been calling for. For the last few years, we want to see it. They haven't done it on a consistent basis. So that's telling me they're not going to do it, regardless of who's at the quarterback position. That's not their identity. And after all the gimmicky things I saw last week and all the negative yards and all the things that went wrong, I'm asking myself, who are they on offense now? So, again, hearing what you just said, knowing what I believe and what I just said, I'm just going to repeat. The quarterbacks, I mean, the, the head coach is going to be changed here soon. That's just my thought process. Uh, Michael Robinson, Jerry Jones is online, too. While you take that <laughs> call, the beauty of a live podcast is you never know who's going to stop by in the chair. Joining us now is the host of NFL Total Access, MJ Acosta-Ruiz. I'm not going to take it easy on you. I'm going to hit you with a hard question right off the bat. MJ, is Trey Lance playing Ooh. for his job this week? Ooh. You know you go back there, right? You know they I know. know. You know people they in know that building. Well. They know me well in, in, in Santa Clara. Um, I, I'm not in panic mode with Trey Lance. I don't think he's playing for the job because it was very clear that Shanahan said this is his job mm-hmm. right now after week one. Do I think it'll persist past week two? It better not. It better not for Trey. And I don't think that it will. I think he knows the burden that he bears as the new QB1 for this team. He knows how much faith and how much Kyle Shanahan has schemed around him specifically and his skill set. And his ability to be a mobile quarterback and to change things up and open up a, an offense here. Um, and I think he's capable of doing so. But this is, this is welcome to the league, kid, yep. right? For all intents and purposes, and we've talked about this over the past several weeks, he is a quote-unquote rookie quarterback. Not by year, but certainly in terms of experience. This is his first full season being in command of this offense. So he is figuring it out. And bless his heart, his first go at it, he has to go underwater, yeah. under the sea. <laughs> To take on the Bears, it was rough. It was rough out there. Not an excuse. You got to play in no, all the he elements. needed an arc. Period. Right. Literally. But, but MJ, to, to, to your point, I did. I watched that tape twice already, 
And I did see opportunities in that game. It was drop passes. It mm-hmm. was the weather taking a play. That was a lot. I don't think he would have. I don't think in a perfect world, Kyle would have wanted him to run the ball as much as right. he did. But the fact that he does have that ability to me made the game closer than what it probably. And Mitchell was. got hurt, and, and, well, and which Mitchell is got, a big part of their run game. There, exactly. There was just a lot of things stacked against him. I think in that game, but that's when you see. Well, can he rise to the occasion? And to your point, mm-hmm. when I did see him move around in the pocket, yes. take the ball down. Okay, I'm going to take it myself. I feel he has that innate ability to say, you know what? Boom, we're going to change this up here. I, I will say, and this. I like and that. No Kittle, right? Kittle. Yeah. And no Kittle. Yeah, so I, I will I, say I, this: he better not lose. To, to Geno Smith. No. And the Seattle Seahawks, though. I'm not saying it's going to be it. I'm not going to say that they're no. going to make a rush decision and put Jimmy Garoppolo in But it. it's a statement game. But it's a statement mm-hmm. game. It's a division game. And to me, if I was a guy in that locker room, he loses to Geno Smith on a perfect day in Santa Clara. I'm sitting around looking at Kyle Shanahan now. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Are you wasting my years yeah, being exactly. a vet? You know, uh, it's a statement game. You, it's really a silence game to MJ's point. Mm-hmm. You don't want the questions to persist. Correct. The questions will persist if he doesn't get the dub this week. Let's move on. Question number three, <laughs> Michael Robinson. Is what there up? a culture problem in Arizona? And to oh, be clear, you this is not a question about the state of Arizona. This is a question about the state that? of the Cardinals. What he does. Michael, what's going on in the desert? Man, look, uh, I, I'm not going to say... I, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot right there. Um, you know, when you look at the situation out there in Arizona, you wonder how Steve Kimes continues to have his job. You wonder how Cliff Kingsbury continues to have his job. He wasn't a winning coach in college. Um, he's gotten better every single year in the NFL, but it's not like the record says he's a winning coach in the National Football League. I don't know about the culture. I'm not there every single day. I can't see practice. But what I will say this, week one, that team won't ready. Defensively, they wasn't ready. Offensively, they wasn't ready. And what I think is happening is the fact that all that news about Kyler Murray's contract and the fact that they put this clause in that they mandate that he studies, which anybody with any common sense could say, if you got to put that in a contract, that means you don't study that much. Um, If I'm a player on that team, if I saw my team does do that to the franchise quarterback, to me, that's saying, oh, well, maybe I can lax a little bit. And that's what I think is happening with the Arizona Cardinals. The franchise guy, his integrity and in how he prepares has been put in question. To me, that, 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 that's going to always spell bad news, Willie, at the end of the day. Yeah, and you know, when, when you allow a player, regardless of his status, draft pick, what he makes, whatever the case may be, to do certain things for a long period of time, and then you try to change that and break it, it's hard to get him out of his, 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 you know, his bad habits. And... When, you, when the question was posed about the culture, I think it's a it's a good locker room. I think it's good players that really want to really want to buy in. And for a culture, it takes everybody to buy into that, right? You were part of that in Seattle. Um, you guys had to buy into what Pete was selling in New England. You got to definitely buy into what the coaches. Hold on, hold on. I don't mean to interrupt said. you, Willie. But the difference was when Russell got in that locker room. He had to buy into what we were selling. No, I, I, I He was a young quarterback. No, no, no. I guess what I'm saying is. I said is team. He, I didn't say individual. That's I, why I said team. Like I, everybody has to buy in. I get what you're okay? saying. We're saying so, the same thing. Now, if you make certain provisions for a certain player who is not a part or who does not want to be a part or who is distancing himself from the rest of the team, now when you try to change that cycle, you're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to people there, players or players that used to be there, whatever the case may be, that's what it was. It was the Arizona Cardinals and it was Kyler Murray. He stayed to himself. The camaraderie wasn't there. 
the, 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 the going out and, and creating this chemistry we need to, to be good teammates and to trust each other and to be on one accord, all that stuff wasn't there. Now, when you got that, when you have that, by now, the highest paid, one of the highest paid players to ever do it in that position, the most important position on that team, and you give him a contract. You validated everything. You validated yeah, pretty yeah. much everything that outside of his talent, everything that you didn't want to happen. So now what are you going to do? Because the majority, the bulk of that money is guaranteed. So now you're pretty much stuck with this issue. If he decides to stay who he is, what's going to change? The players may change and all buy in, but if the head guy isn't and he's not performing at the level or study habits or practice habits or whatever you're throwing out there into the universe for people to take how they want it, what, how are you going to change the culture? You don't really have a culture right now. Don't. The old adage, attitude reflects leadership. Last year, the issue was body language. The issue was, was he a good teammate? This year, the issue seems to be preparation. That's a problem. What's the but what's the incentive here for him to change to buy well, in? Now it's not. It they already the paid. Contract. Now it's not. They paid him. <laughs> so now what do you do? To to your point, you're saying now the team is that he's chilling. He, it doesn't matter what happens from here on out, and that's a concern for me, a huge concern for Arizona, especially. And it's it's more so disappointing because you know the skill set that he brings and the ability that he has, and he's not playing at least seemingly to his potential. That, that's, that's a real low point for me and for, for that team because they got talent. Yeah. It's a strange thing for somebody to be so good out of the pocket and so maybe potentially, arguably, reportedly not so good in the locker room. More on this to come. <laughs> I like you said reportedly. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and today's special guest has one job this week to stage a coup, to wrest ownership of the Chicago Bears away from Aaron Rodgers. Eddie Jackson, welcome to TA. Oh, man, thank y'all for having me, man. Thank you. Now, this is one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports now. <laughs> Last year, you heard Aaron Rodgers say what he said. He said he wanted y'all owners, okay? Um, how did you guys take that comment? Oh man, you know you take you take that to heart. You know that's that's fuel to the fire, and we all know you know how big this rivalry is. We all know how big this game is. You know, but we we def that's fuel to our fire, man. And we just you know putting in this work in. We gonna see you know Sunday Sunday night what 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 happens. Yeah, Eddie J, you've been putting in work for years, man. You're the longest tenured uh, bear on on the roster, so you understand what this rivalry means now. This team in Green Bay is not the same. So when you're looking at the Green Bay Packers and you got to go into Lambeau, what's the expectations and what's the outlook with your young team? Uh, man, we're just going to come in, do what we got to do. You know, we've been preparing ourselves very well, you know, through the week. Uh, just be on our keys. We know we got to go out there and we got to attack them. You know, we got to play four quarters. 
Uh, no matter who's on there, who's on the team, we know it's still going to be a challenge in, in the game for us. So we just got to come out here and play our ball, the type of style to the uh, ball that we play, especially on defense, man. We just got to hit them in the mouth, you know, all four quarters, keep our foot on the pedal, and, and that's just the mindset. Now, you've been doing that for the last six years. You guys have always had a really, really good defense, been physical, take the ball away. But now you see this offense with a young field and some young players making moves over there. Now that you got that balance, man, what does that say about this team, especially your offense and your quarterback? Uh, that we're changing this thing around. You know, we, we want to turn it around. You know, we, used, we, we know what's, what's, what's been said around the league and what's been going on for years over here, you know, about the offense and, and this and that. And we're just taking accountability, for, you know, for our actions. We step up, you know, offense going out there, making plays. You know, Justin, like I said, man, he's been doing good things on and off the field, you know, leading us right. and us on defense, man. We just want to we want to continue to build this, this identity that we're going to be fast, we're going to be relentless, we're going to hit you, play smart, we're going to take the ball away. So mm. that's that's just what we're going to keep going. I like that. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. that Get me excited. Thank you, and good luck on Sunday, big dog. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me. I have a good one. Bears and Packers is game number one in our week two pick six. Who wins? What's the score? And why? MJ, Mike Rubb, Willie, take it. Let's get into it. You guys just talked to Bear Safety Eddie Jackson and got his take on this rivalry. I love it. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking, Willie? I'm going to take the Packers. The Packers are going to bounce back 27 to 13. They're going to bounce back at home. I like what the Bears did last week, but... The Packers say that they own. Well, man, they sure Packers. do. Oh, this man. That man. So. Man, Aaron Rodgers said, okay, so look, what y'all, have, what y'all don't know is we talked to Eddie Jackson oh before the interview, he and he got me fired up. I'm picking the Bears, Woo! man. They winning this thing 17 to 13. He told me, he told me they got some surprises for the great one. Aaron Rodgers. Ah! got them shrooms ready. Did I say that? Why are you talking, you talking Aaron? as well, Aaron. All right, keep that same energy that as we go to Dolphins-Ravens, Willie. 21-17, the Ravens. Look, ah! I'm saying this. Like, this team is tough to play at home. Everybody's healthy. And if both of these teams are going to be in the playoffs, this is going to be a playoff environment. I love me some Miami Dolphins. I love what two in that offense is doing. They're going against a better defense and a better team. And that defense is tough as well, hmm. so. Yeah, Miami Dolphins. You know, MJ, me and you have been talking, right? We've been talking a lot. You know what I'm saying? You've been trying to convince me that, look, Tua is the guy. He can throw darts. They got, you know, they got the cheater now. But I got to go with the former MVP, Lamar Jackson. Uh, And he ain't even been running the ball. No contract yet, right? No contract yet. So he's creating more leverage and gaining more leverage every single pass he throws, every touchdown he makes. I got the Ravens winning 24 to 20. But they beat them, though. It will be a battle. Right, Willie, look alive. Bucks Saints. That's motivation, Dolphins. (laughs) It's all right, too. Bucks Saints, Willie. Let's go. We know who Willie picking. No, you you know who I'm picking. Because I'm tired of all this, the Saints. Always beat the Bucks and Kurt Warner talking about why that's their cryptid. Ain't no kryptonite for Superman. For the best to ever do it. For the Hall of Famer. For the GOAT. 26. <laughs> what I say? 26. <laughs> it's a dub. What I say? What I, say? Dub, I just know they winning. 26. 20. 20. Something like that. Whatever it is. Bucks is winning. Willie, I do agree with you. I do think the Bucks are going to win, but it's not because of the reasons that you say. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is no longer on this team with the Saints. You said I that's think the Bucks killer the right there. Best trash talker that I have <laughs> ever seen in my life. I think he gets under the goat skin, right? So I got Tampa Bay winning this one by a point, 28-27. Yes. Close game. Real close. All right. Bengals, Cowboys, Willie Mack. Mm. 
30-17. The Bengals, everybody's wow. talking about the wow. pass rush and all those different things. I do think Michael Parsons gets some sacks and he gets home. Yeah. They can't fix that problem in one week. But the Bengals, they understand what they want to be. This is a good football team. They'll bounce back. Yeah, I think the Bengals bounce back, too. I got the Bengals winning 31-21. to I do think Cooper Rush allows this Dallas Cowboys team to run the ball a little bit more. Running the ball not going to help. I hope, it, I hope they do. Mike McCarthy, save your job. You got him by two scores. Wow. Uh, all right. Man, I'm just listening to <laughs> you. Patriots, I've never seen <laughs> Steelers. Don't forget, no T.J. Watt. Close oh, game. Remember you who gotta, called you earlier? I, I, I get it. I, I, I'm just saying. Oh, my bad. I said that I left. Don't oh, be okay. putting this. Hey, uh, T.J.'s out. T.J.'s out. 19-13. Mac, you'll be all right this week. T.J.'s not playing. No, I know they got some other good defenders. He's not going to throw the ball deep for Mika to get it. It's going to be a close game. Patriots, 19-13. Yeah, I got the Patriots winning this one, too. 20-17. I'm I'm just waiting to see some type of offensive explosion from your boys, man. I've been waiting. You've been waiting this week. You've been waiting and anticipating? Yeah, I've been waiting. Come on, man. I'm waiting. Let's go. Oh, see? That's why I say that. Okay, I'm going to shut up, Billy. One more for you guys. Cardinals, Raiders. We were just talking about the culture situation. He just situation. talked about the culture. Or Derek. 28-17. Hey, this team is trying to get – they're, they're trying to stay where they need to be in that division. Okay. And things I don't think is going to get better overnight for the Cardinals. There's still some issues they got to fix on defense. And offensively, we saw them in disarray a little bit. Good defensive team. A lot of offensive power. They're going to get back on track this week. Yeah, I got the Raiders winning this one as well. 27 to 23. This is not a, a Call of Duty matchup. This is not a video game matchup. So, yeah, I got the Raiders winning this one. Two good edge rushes for that scrambler. Oh, for sure. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and this is Kurt Warner, the Hall of Famer, who isn't in the habit of doubting Tom Brady, but is willing to make an exception whenever he faces the Saints. Time for a little QB 101. Our Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner, is back to drop a little knowledge. Kurt, looking ahead to this Saints and Bucks matchup over the weekend, the Saints seem to be Tom Brady's kryptonite. How does he combat this going into, I don't know, his 57th? I kid. Uh, another season here uh, for Tom. Well, MJ, this is a real thing. I know we like to think, and especially guys like Tom Brady that have played a long time, that guys don't get in your head. But there are players and there are teams that will get in your head and you'll say, man, there's just something about them that I can't break the mold. And it's kind of been that way with Tom Brady. Even though he's beat him once in the playoffs, they just make him do uncharacteristic things. I mean, it's so uncharacteristic of Tom Brady when he plays against the Saints that he does things that you would never expect Tom Brady to do. So it's going to be interesting if he can kind of break, um, you know, that that mold that we've seen from the Saints defense and dominating this Bucks offense. And you got to remember on the other side, too, we, we've got Jameis Winston, another guy that, that I've got my eye on. In the game the other day against Atlanta, I didn't think he came out extremely aggressive. And we kind of battle back and forth. Like, we want aggressive Jameis Winston, but then he can't make interceptions. So sometimes I think that leads to him being too conservative. They fell behind in that game. And I thought late in that game, he was really, really good. He was attacking every throw. He was decisive. He was saying, I got to go be a playmaker. So that's what I want to see this week against this Bucks defense. They're going to come after you. Can you be aggressive yet still make good decisions and give your team a chance to score more points? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast, and you're about to hear Willie McGinnis in typical Willie Mac fashion getting defensive. Here are his defensive players to watch in week two. Starting with number five, I'm going to start with the Saints, Marcus Davenport. Now, the left safety Donovan Smith, I mean, sorry, the left tackle Donovan Smith went out, okay, for the Bucks. So if you plan on getting the guy going after the number two guy, Marcus Davenport, you got Cam on the other side. You're going to have a guy playing that's not used to playing over there. Michael Parsons had two sacks on that side. So you got to get busy on the left side of that line because everybody else is going to be taken care of. His right. development is critical to that defense and the success of that team, Willie. He is, right? man. And he's a really good player, but we need to see it. Here's your opportunity. All right, next, number four. I got a duo because we're talking about the radio. So I can't mention one without the other. I can't mention one without the other. Crosby and Chandler, okay? You guys are going against one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the game. Your job is to be disciplined. Set the edges. Don't be out of control. Make sure you stay in your rush lanes. But you guys are two of the most premier pass rushers in the game. Get after this dude. You saw what happened last week. Make it happen. Two for one. And when they put their hands on him, they got to make sure they get him down, Willie. You got to get him down. down. He's light and little. So once they get him, he's going down. Yeah. Wrapping people up. All right. Where we at? Number three? My man Kevin Byard. Now, the Bills. And, and, and what they did last week, okay? You know it's Josh Allen. Jamison Crowder, all right? Stephon Diggs, you're on the back end. You're the free safety. You're the all-pro. You're the pro bowler guy. Get your DBs ready to go. You're one of the best safeties in the game. You're one of the smartest safeties in the game. You know what this offense is going to try to do. Don't let nothing get Josh behind Allen. you. Go up and play everything. Josh Allen. He keeps talking to you. You know who that guy is? Hey, Kevin, let's go. Let's you go. see the MVP? You, saw, you know what to do. <laughs> All right, number two. Where my men at? Jalen Phillips. You're going against Action Jackson. All right? High draft choice. It's time to step your game up. I know you got the tools and the skill set to make it happen. We talked about being disciplined. Be aggressive. Don't let that man destroy the game, okay? <laughs> Lamar can take one little inch of grass in a little bit of space and turn it into an 80-yard touchdown. If you want to show up against the big-time players, you got to make big-time plays. You better get them Go out there and play yeah, your game. You Slow him down. Don't be passive. Yeah. Be aggressive. Go get them. Yep. You better get them ankles taped. Action Jackson ain't do a lot of running week one. Yeah, his, his, yeah, his, his ankles are taped. <laughs> All right? Now, this is for my bounce-back really player. Pass okay? Number one, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen, you said it. We got good players, too. And we all don't come out and have great games every single week. Now, I know how you are up here. You a dog. You got that dog mentality. You going to bounce back. Get out there. Get back on your mojo and get your game on, bro. We already know you can do it. It's just a matter of you going out and doing it. I know how you get down. Some of these plays may not have been your fault, but guess what? That's not what everybody's saying. I know how us competitors. I know, <laughs> what did it say? may not have been your listen, fault, but it ain't listen, what everybody's saying. I know how competitors do, man. We take everything personal, and he's definitely taking this personal. So I'm looking for one of the best in the league. Yes, he's still one of the best in the league to bounce back in a big way. You know what's real when Willie gives a direct message. The tone came down in That's his voice. That's my dude. I love him, man. 
Really crazy. Great list. Okay, it has been a day of inquisition, and I see no reason to stop now. I'd like an answer from each of you. Mike Robb, we will start with you. What do we know now that we didn't know at the start of this already fascinating NFL season? There are no easy outs. Nope. No easy outs, guys. It, it doesn't matter. Look up and down the football schedule from week one. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, the Carolina Panthers, that was a close game. 26-24, Cleveland squeaked it out at the end. You saw uh, one of my Super Bowl pick, the San Francisco 49ers, lose to the Chicago Bears, who I thought looked inept at times uh, last year, and they still have a young quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they played in the Super Bowl last year. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, they they don't know who their quarterback is sometimes. They have Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. They squeaked out a win. I mean, you could you, you could talk about Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. There are no easy outs in the National Football League. There aren't any easy wins in the National Football League. And that's not something I thought before this season started, man. One of the things that you saw was a lot of turnover on a lot of different teams um, in the offseason. Big-time impactful players going to different teams. And you thought automatically that those teams would start off hitting the ground running. And that's not so. You know, it, 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 it takes time to, to create that chemistry for people to get on the same page. You mentioned the Bengals. They have four new offensive linemen. I remember when Kansas City did that because of what happened in the Super Bowl. Well, still pressure 22 times, hit 11 and sack seven. Didn't help the issue right away. So I think in our league, we got to understand that we need patience for things to kind of gel, to come together, especially when a lot of the players um, are not playing in the preseason together. Um, The Green Bay Packers is another team. A lot of new pieces at the receiver position. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and we all will sit here and agree that regardless of wearing those jerseys, he can make pretty much anybody better. But it still takes the game for you to go out and get the timing together, the communication, um, to understand how his ball comes off of his fingertips, the, the speed of each receiver. Some are bigger, some are small, some are quicker. Different things, all those little nuances, and I think all those little things with each and every team that we saw a lot of turnover and big change happen to um, outside of maybe the Kansas City Chiefs who went in and kind of proved everybody wrong that regardless they can lose three starters and have a lot of turnover on defense, can still go up and put 44 points, but against a team that wasn't prepared. They played the Arizona Cardinals. But still, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to struggle with teams that you're better than. You're supposed to put your foot on their neck and and do what you're supposed to do. So I think there's a lot of parity in the league, but at the end of the day, you have to be patient. It's a long season. There's a lot of changes to be made, whether it's coaches, coordinators, players, quarterbacks, whatever the case may be. And I think after, you know, week three, four, five, we'll start to see – what we thought was going to happen early on start to take place. To that end, for me, it was upsets mm. and expectations. The upset alerts were on us, evidently. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. here we were, to your point, guys, expecting certain teams to perform a certain way. And a lot of that didn't happen this week. And not only in those calls, we had more games by less than three points than we've ever had ever in the history of the league in week one. It's wild. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to the fact that a lot of these teams not only are trying to keep their opponents on their toes, but all of us who are watching as well. So temper your expectations or you may end up upset by the end of the week. (laughs) Or upset. (laughs) That's a T-shirt, if not a bumper sticker. And finally, I'd like whoever sounds off first, finish the sentence. In week two, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago Bears beat the Green Bay Packers. 
Mm. Would not be surprised if that happened. I would not be surprised if the Chargers beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Ooh, ooh that's, that's a good, a good one. Mm-hmm. Actually. Willie Mack, you wouldn't be surprised I'm if? I'm stuck on that one. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if... While you think, I want to tell MJ that before we started, Michael Robinson was toying with the idea of saying, I wouldn't be surprised if your Miami Dolphins start the season 2-0. and out. Let's go! Yeah, I was close. You. Against the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore yes, sir, Ravens yes, sir, at yes, Baltimore. That's going to be a tough if I... If, it's going to be a real test, though. Yeah, it is. It's nothing it's gonna else. It's going to be a real, yeah. it's it's a be a real Yes. Willie McGinnis, you wouldn't be surprised if blank happens in week two. Aaron Rodgers in this inexperienced offense or receivers come out and just light it up. Aaron Rodgers is 4-0 and after losing week one in, his, in, in, in week two. So you got to look at what this man does. You got to look at the pre- preparation he's going to put in, the frustration that happens. And there's an expectation. This is supposed to be a really good team. They've started slow for a couple years and they bounced right back and went on a run. I expect, I wouldn't be surprised, and I expect the same thing to happen, that he gets these young receivers and these veterans receivers on point, and his offense takes off. This has been NFL Total Access, the podcast. Our thanks to MJ Acosta-Ruiz, late arrival, Willie McGinnis, <laughs> and Michael Robinson. Join us tomorrow for a complete preview. Picks and predictions included for the first game of Week 2, the game of Week 2, the Chargers and Chiefs. Ciao for now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.